You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and... What the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at Rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. All right, what's up, friends? We are back, and uh, on this episode, we're talking, you know, brands, and we're really going to talk about, you know, project execution. But I want to focus uh, on a, from like the the brand perspective. It's you know where a lot of my background has been on, you know, a lot of my experience uh, is bringing brands onto early adoption uh, platforms and really kind of figuring out how um, they kind of make all of that work uh, in today's you know, emerging economy? How do they, you know, come on without not alienating it? What's the value for a brand in different spaces? Uh, I've been participating in a lot of brand um, NFT uh, launches, and I will say uh, a lot of them have have bottomed out. A lot of them, uh, unfortunately, have kind of gone the way of what we oftentimes see when it comes to early adoption. And uh, and I think there there are a few that I think we can probably. Uh, kind of click to now that are doing some things that I think are uh, are really impressive. So, but the I'm gonna focus on one brand on this episode. Um, it is uh, a, a NFT that I own that I minted. Uh, I minted actually two of them originally um, at their launch. But you know, I think the the beauty of this uh, brand is that you know. Two thirds of their audience is uh, under the age of 34. Um, over 50% of their sales um, are women, um, which I think is a really interesting. Um, and it's a brand that's gone through a massive uh, brand uh, transition and, and kind of transitioning into kind of the future of this brand. It's a brand that's been around for over 70 years, and they now have uh, an employee base that is 80% of their employees are uh, are now women. And so um, it's a brand that I look at now as as an example of not only uh, transformation, reimagining, but also kind of pushing forward um, in this space. And I want to talk a little bit about some of the nuances. I'll give you some real examples here. This episode, we're going to give you some real examples of ways that I believe they've done it differently. And it, it's the reason that I believe not only are they having success in the short term, but I believe that their long-term uh, success um, is going to be there uh, as well. But I will also say, just to kind of you know put it out there, you know, in perspective, right? It's also um, they've there's been a bunch of articles written about them in what it's done for their stock price, right? And as a as a publicly trading company, and so uh, you know, for me, one of the things that we have to think about in the this brand conversation is you know what are the brand's goals? And of course, a brand um, that is publicly traded, of course, their uh, you know obligation um, is first and foremost uh, to their shareholders and that stock price. So I think it's you know telling as well that they've done that now. I will say the this brand um, also you know kind of created their own 
um, crypto team and their own focus in this space um, early in 2020, long before they launched. Um, and you could tell that based on many factors in their launch, I can tell you uh, without question that there are some uh, things on there that you could tell that they've been seasoned, they've listened around. There's lots of things that they've done that I think um, are just really, really smart. Um, and one of them includes um, their hiring, right? When they're hiring of their um, community manager, their social media lead, they're really um, you know someone that is representing the brand across the board. And you know, I will tell you, they actually hired somebody that that was already really active in the crypto and NFT space that really understood their brand. They hire like a fan um, and uh, shout out to Jennifer. She's done a, an amazing job um, at, with this um, brand and with this activation and, and, and connecting the dots. They have an entire team. I know it's much more um, than Jennifer. And I will say the thing that like kind of really kind of tuned me into these, this brand was actually going into a Twitter space and seeing uh, their CEO very active in the Twitter space, not only on stage, but answering questions, sharing um, his vision on a lot of the things that were going on. And I will tell you, that to me was also a rare um, aspect, right? I, I do appreciate that Time Magazine, uh, shout out to Keith Grossman, um, is another one that the president, uh, Keith, uh, has done an amazing job of being a, a leader and a pioneer of kind of being in the in the trenches. And that's something we don't see a lot, especially in the early adoption uh, phase of uh, a lot of project launching. They It's almost like the CEOs distance themselves uh, until uh, they're sure it'll work or sure it'll be valuable. But that to me was like kind of like one of those first tells like oh man like that this is impressive and then the second part was like oh wow they built an entire team internally and they have an entire vision for where they're going um and i'll say that you know like that that brand buy-in and investment top up you know top down and bottom up i think is is probably the two of the biggest lessons right there right having brand leadership involved and then hiring someone from within your community or multiple people within your community to actually run like your discords and help understand um, some of the community nuances, even the language that you're using, you know, and then integrating them with experienced people on the team. Um, and I will say this is the other one of the other things that the brand has done amazingly with um, kind of threading the story and the legacy of the brand into the NFT, but also into the roadmap and the future and a lot of things that they're going on. And now you might have noticed I haven't mentioned the name of the brand. Um, I kind of gave you a lot of the, the overview and the, the high level um, statistics and things because I think it's important to kind of think of the brand without the name um, so that you first can picture the brand like without the logo, without the reputation and understand some of the things that they've you know started to do. And they, they did high quality art. I think their storytelling on um, their website is, is really one of the better jobs of kind of telling the story of their NFTs, the, the, the journey that the, the different uh, PFPs have gone on. And I know for many of you, you might know the brand that I'm talking about because it's, uh, it's been my PFP, my profile photo now for a little while. And it is uh, the brand that I'm referencing that I believe is leading this space in innovation. I believe they're leading this space in adoption. I believe they're also, they're, they're leading this space as the example that I believe all brands can fall in line from and think about it. I'm going to break down some of these things beyond this. And so the brand is uh, Playboy, uh, Playboy Rabbitars. Um, and as you, you know, as I mentioned earlier, two thirds of their audience is under the age of 34. 50% of their sales were women um, uh, in the in the past three years, and 80% of their employees um, are women as well. And you know, I'm a big fan of Hugh Hefner. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the documentary on Amazon Prime, um, I think it's an amazing documentary to understand the 
entrepreneur vision and mindset uh, around what Hugh Hefner was trying to um, build and understand. And I think one of the key aspects of where the connecting the brand vision with where we're going is that, you know, Hughes, and I'm pulling this from, you know, a quote that I saw on the website and also just some of the things that, you know, Hughes' vision originally was creating original pieces of arts, art in the shape of cartoon bunnies that reflected Hughes' cartoon loving character from like kind of like the the early days so he one of his visions was kind of taking these um rabbitars the the rabbits the cartoons and kind of putting their own story and their own um kind of vision around it and, and kind of what it all means and i will tell you like to me like this is this is the perfect example of, you know, Playboy to me as a brand is not a brand that has been top of mind of mine since I was probably 18 or 19 or 20. But it is a brand that has nostalgia, especially for us millennials. It also is a brand that has uh, kind of bravado. But I would argue that it's not a brand that if you were going to ask me, you know, a year ago, hey, this is a brand you think is going to succeed uh, in the metaverse web three. Uh, you know, it's a, a magazine uh, company that is no longer doing a magazine. And I would have probably said no. I would have said, "How? No way! Like, how does that? You know, how does that even transcend? Like, yes, I understand the storytelling and the articles and the behind the scenes and the focus on kind of you know removing stigma around uh, not only you know in a complete industry but around culture and generation. But I think they've done that amazingly. Now I'm gonna give you some of the things they've done that you can take notes on that you can do in your project, no matter if you're a brand or not. But there are also examples that I believe other brands have just skipped over. And this part to me um, is really just kind of the mistakes they've done. So I'm going to start kind of like number one. I'm going to kind of walk through here. You guys are going to just, you can take the notes from it. I'll try not to make it super detailed so this episode is not crazy long. But I want you guys to hear some of these things that I've seen. I, you know, I've been in their Discord uh, before they actually launched their Mint. Um, and I've been in their Discord pretty much almost every day since. Uh, I'm a fan as a holder, uh, but I have no other like ventured interest. Um, I do hope to get Ben and Jennifer um, and possibly Jamal and come up, some others of the team um, on the podcast to interview them uh, in a very near future. But uh, in the meantime, I'll break these down. So I already mentioned that like, kind of number one that I loved was brand buy-in and their investment top down and bottom up, right? It's the fact that the brand kind of announced that they not only were hiring for this team, but the, the CEO has been a very vocal part of it. So that's why I look at kind of like that first number one lesson that they've just done really, really well. Number two was kind of hiring from within their community uh jennifer who is there uh is runs kind of the playboy uh jen account i know but uh, also has her other uh you know, social media accounts. Uh, she was very active in on Clubhouse talking about NFTs and art. She's been very integrated into this culture. Um, I got to meet her in New York. Uh, and it was, you know, it's a great thing to see when a brand understands for them to truly immerse themselves. They have to immerse themselves with leaders and those that kind of get the culture. And I'll say, I think that was a, a genius um, kind of hire. I also give a shout out to some of the other members on the team as well. Um, you know, there are some other members that have just done a great job of, you know, Jamal, uh, give Jamal a shout out. He was um, interviewed on Jason Keith's uh, podcast. Uh, uh, Jason Keith's, uh, sh there was a virtual event called NFT Fresh. And I thought Jamal did a great job of kind of explaining and breaking down a lot of the nuances and focuses that Playboy had. So that was number two. Number three that, that they that I believe that most brands aren't doing really well is they also understood the importance of connecting the story and vision and brand of Playboy with high quality art and kind of a roadmap and a vision that made sense 
but it wasn't just like a copycat of what's always worked. And I will say, if you go um, to check out their website, it is playboyrabbitars.com. Um, I'll include that in the show notes for sure. So you guys will be able to check that out. But they even just, if you go, you know, look at the journey ahead, look at the roadmap. Um, you can also look at, you know, the, the legends of the, uh, Levitaria. I always, uh, I always mess up what they call it. Um, but they have like an entire story of the universe that they're creating and it says within the world, um, is the Rabatar Warren. It's a series of, uh, interconnected underground tunnels built by the Rabatars as a residential community and a central tra- transportation network. Uh, there's like just some really great storytellings and thread within the brand. If you look at the art, the art of course has a lot of the signature playboy logo, but they also pushed forward with some of the, the, the bunny characteristics, right? They're, the, the bunny, some of the bunnies have a carrot in their mouth or they're holding like a, a hoe or a shovel. Um, and I think that's an important aspect that a lot of these um, brand ones have really missed is that it's either a copycat of everything they've, that brand has already represented or it's so disconnected from the brand it doesn't make a lot of sense. The other thing they've done um, is they kind of went all in on Twitter. Uh, they created their own Twitter account for the NFT project, which I always think is a little bit dangerous. When I first saw that, I was like, ooh, uh, they're not going to be sharing that out of the main brand handles. But I will say they have the Instagram account, they have a Twitter account, uh, and they've done a great job of amplifying the audience um, using that public channel um, and also amplifying some of like the things that are going on on the Playboy main channel, right? Connecting um, those two worlds. I've even seen you know, on Instagram stories, they actually share cross right so playboy nft shares and they'll you know quote uh you know they'll uh reshare it onto the the playboy account not every time but i've seen it done a couple times as well which i just think um is kind of a genius move on that side they've also understood that you can't just have a discord and expect people to be there always listening they've been running regular twitter spaces Uh, many of them are just like hey you know ask us anything jump up and have conversations Um, but i think it's really important that for you to continue to grow your community, you have to speak outside the walls that your community is currently living in. And, and that, that, of course, the, the community that's currently living in is the Discord server um, that they have. But I thought they've done a great job using Twitter and Instagram. Great job uh, resharing the community's content um, into their feed. A lot of brands that I've seen, they, they post a lot of their own content uh, of NFTs, but they haven't done a great job of celebrating their fans. And... Uh, which is what this is all about, right? The fact that you know there are you know, there's a certain amount of people that are holding your NFT, and we need to make sure that we're celebrating them and kind of amplifying um, what they have going on. All right, so number uh, so that was number four with Twitter. Number five that I wanted to kind of um, highlight was you know their Discord, right? The Discord is kind of the home. I mean, most of you guys know that here uh, on uh, on the podcast because I've talked a lot about Discord. But Discord's the home for you know just about every NFT project has to have, and I say has to, but they kind of have to have a um, a Discord channel. But what I thought they've done is they've done a great job of stretching out the engagement and what is going on in their discord beyond just the the launch and the the reveal of the art and so there's little things that are dropped in there as far as like scavenger hunts and um, lots of hyper engagement Uh, they've also kind of integrated some of the the bigger pieces there and i'll tell you my like one of my favorite things they did was they use the discord bot which is 
very traditional, everyone's kind of using. But the normal commands that were there in the Discord bot would actually pop up some very funny quotes and comments. Uh, and so it wasn't just a copycat Discord launch. It was very methodical. I love how they've grown the, the different channels and the categories. Um, and kudos to everyone there. Um, it, to me, it's a perfect example of how you, you know, kind of let the Discord choose its own path and kind of grow um, as you need them to. And I will say that, you know, like they also have to deal with, you know, trolls and, and a lot of the things that all brands are going to have to deal with. And they've done a great job of kind of moderating that. They, you know, have great moderators that are active. You know, even the CEO, Ben, has uh, been active in there uh, moderating some of the things, uh, you know, as well kind of on top of that. So I talked Twitter, talked Discord as the fifth one. Uh, the sixth one is, you know, they've just, they really went all in with education. And maybe I should have put this one as the first one. Educating your audience and taking on the mantle of education, to me, is the scary part of this space right now. Because if you want to, if Playboy wants to really truly leverage their brand and their audience and their recognition, you have to actually educate them on what this whole space means, why you're paying a certain amount of money. You know, I think the 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 mint ended up being between seven hundred and a thousand dollars, and you know, like that's a not a cheap uh, mint um, at all, especially in this space. And so they really went hardcore with. They've done YouTube videos, um, they've done Instagram videos, they've posted on Twitter, they've shared open uh, you know Q and A's where people could ask because they also included in their launch they had a a pre-sale like whitelist. And then they had uh, a sale for the fiat or people that wanted to pay with a credit card. And then they had like kind of the public launch. And all launches right now at, that, at this scale have had some technical issues. And of course, Playboy had their own, uh, you know, some technical issues with the, the fiat transfer, like the idea of people that are paying with their credit card. But they rolled through that very nicely. They did a lot of Discord audio sessions to kind of um, answer people's questions, keep that very transparent um, conversation going, which I thought they just did really, really well. And like, that's why it sold out. That's why it was successful was they focused on education and they gave their audience an entry point that didn't require them to know everything about crypto. Now, you did have to have a MetaMask wallet, of course, because even though you bought it with, with uh, you know, fiat, um, you had to be able to transfer, the, of course, the NFT uh, to a wallet. So, like, that was an education piece um, as well. And so I thought they did, you know, like, that was just, to me, a, a genius move on that side. The other thing is they've also really implemented some pop-up experiences right out of the gate, right? So they minted their NFTs. They launched kind of like a week and a half before uh, NFT NYC. And I was there. I got to go to the Playboy party that was um, that you know, was given priority to those of us that had um, the NFTs. You had to sign up early and be on the wait list. They verified it when you were there at the door. I mean, and I can say I went to a Playboy party, which is a kind of cool uh, thing to say, even just from a nostalgia side. But like even like the day I'm recording this right now, they actually have an event um, in Miami tonight that uh, everyone that has a rabbitar that went through and filled out the form and, and got their name on the whitelist and got the email will get entry into this this party. And so they've, they immediately, I mean, we're less than 60 days out and they're going to have two activations. They also had some art um, billboard displayed in New York. They've had um, some magazine covers and of course some PR um, around their um, entire space as well, And I, which I just think um, is such a cool kind of concept. So that was number six, like the education. So the seventh, the seventh one was their like their live events and their focus there. Number eight, the eighth thing that I think they just did a really great job is they started with this NFT project being kind of like the reimagining of what um, this 
you know, this brand looks like in this arena. But they have bigger pictures to reinvent in the metaverse. And they also have elements of social cause. They've also really understood some of the bigger picture. And so what I mean by this is, you know, and there's some articles I've heard uh, many people on the team talk about this, is like this is step one of a many-step process for them to really move this brand into a decentralized world, into a world that could exist in the metaverse. And, you know, and one of the things that they did for those of us that were, were holders is they also airdropped us um, you know, a, a actual uh, Playboy bunny ears for us to use in Decentraland, which is one of the metaverses. Now, that, that might not sound like a big deal, but for a lot of people, Playboy NFT might have been their very first NFT. I can pretty much guarantee for those that was their first NFT, it was probably also their first time understanding, ooh, I got something free for the for Decentraland. I'm going to go try this out, right? So they're now also bridging their current fan base one step further, right? So when they launch their next thing into the metaverse, which we've heard them tease about, their audience is going to be one step closer on that learning curve. So like airdropping for free for everyone that had a avatar on a certain date showed up in your wallet. You got these uh, Playboy bunny rabbit ears that go on top of your head. Um, and then you got to run around in the Decentraland and use that. You know, got to watch a concert over there um, in the metaverse. And I thought that's a, you know, for, for us right now, one of the things you have to think about in brands and Web3 is it's not only how do I get people to where we are today, but how do I get them starting to understand their mindset of where you're going tomorrow and in the future? So that was number eight that I just thought they did a really great job. Number nine that I wanted to share is that they not only have amplified and celebrated their community, but they've also you know, purchased artwork from some of the members that are holding Rabbitars. They've brought in some of the centerfolds that are, you know, that are currently like, you know, the Playboy kind of cover and and the ones that are kind of the most popular they brought them in to ask me anything they've got them also active in nfts and in crypto and i think they've really done a great job and they've even gone as far as like you know purchasing some of the the art from those that are in the community and then giving it away to community members and you know amplifying it even posting it on their twitter account like hey this is one of the the members of the community they have their own nft collection you guys should go check it out and to me like that is like this true essence of it's bigger than the brand, right? It's bigger than this initial launch. And I just think they've done, they did that um, really, really well. And then number 10, this will be the last one that I'll kind of share. And then I'll have a couple of quotes for you that I want to put out there. But number 10 is they're, they're, the vision that I've heard, I've read about it in articles, also heard a couple of different interviews, is this idea of you know, playing in this space, but also doing it so that they can reinvent and reimagine their entire industry in a decentralized world. And you know, as someone that I am a, I'm so I'm very passionate for us in the sense that NFTs are going to remove the starving from the artist. I think that's a very important concept here with NFTs. Another piece of this is it's going to allow us to remove some of the ridiculous regulation that has been put on a lot of industries and a lot of spaces that should not be there right now. And it is just there simply because there are bigger powers that be that are trying to control things that either they don't understand or their religious beliefs are against it or whatever that may be. And so one of them is in this idea of you know sex work and the 
entire space of, you know, we have cam girls and adult stars and even this entire, you know, that entire um, industry. And, and for those that, are, you know, I had to do my own research just to understand where Playboy has been going, you know, and they've purchased some companies uh, along the way recently um, that are, are kind of competing or playing against the OnlyFans um, traditional models that are out there. And to me, the OnlyFans, disrupting OnlyFans example is probably one of the, mo- the coolest parts of this whole project, right? Because if the way that Playboy is setting this up is that their decentralized metaverse will give the power to the own, like the, the, the creators that are building their community and building their content uh, within this kind of ecosystem. Because if we remember a couple months ago, OnlyFans came out and said, hey, we're no longer going to let adult content exist on our platform. And it was very similar to Tumblr a couple of years ago. They did the same, um, the same kind of decision. And let's face it, um, does anyone even know where Tumblr is or who uses it anymore? Um, that to me was just, I mean, I think it's just amazing that that was, mis- uh, that was made, but then OnlyFans did it as well, right? And they blamed um, the, the payment processing conversation, which it's funny because if they would have looked towards crypto or some of the, uh, you know, the space as far as where we're going with uh, monetization, using that as a, as an excuse, I think is, was kind of a lazy way of like, Hey, we can't have this because uh, of the, of a payment um, conversation. But really what OnlyFans came out and said, Hey, we're going to remove this content. And it was a massive uproar. And of course it was trending everywhere. And I believe it was about a week later, they retracted and said, no, 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 sorry. We're going to, we're going to figure this out better. And we're going to let people play here and you can keep your accounts and, and things. But here's that, here's the, the essence of this is that in web two, where OnlyFans plays, is that they want creators to create content that works for that for OnlyFans platform, and they want them to only monetize on OnlyFans so that they can get their cut. That is truly a, a centralized thought process. Web3, where we are going, allows creators to create the content that they want and own the content and own the conversation and the community and monetize it in a way that allows the community as well as them to benefit. And when we think about this idea is that to, to really change this entire industry and remove so much of the ridiculous constraints that exist, the fact that it makes it near impossible for those that are making a living, living doing something that is legal to even afford a house or get a bank account, to me is just asinine, especially here in the United States. But the idea that, that Playboy is also kind of setting themselves up to disrupt the bigger you know, piece of the puzzle where they're adding, you know, they'll be able to compete, in my opinion, kind of uh, eliminate a, a company like OnlyFans that doesn't see this idea that it, they can no longer control the creators and the platforms, right? If all of the creators go away from OnlyFans, th- the platform dies. If all of the people that create content on Instagram, the platform dies. Yet, we know that no one pays to be on Instagram, but also Instagram doesn't pay a lot of people out. There's not like a shared revenue. Yes, I'm, you know, I am one that has, you know, some of the monetization things on Instagram, but that, that doesn't, that it's stuck on kind of the Instagram world. And so where I'm excited is that, you know, Playboy is not only working now to figure out, okay, how do I take these other brands and and businesses that they have within and reimagine, reinvent what this whole world looks like in a Web3? But they also have social components and social causes in there that are, are, are connected to not only where they want to go, 
but a lot of the things that Hugh Hefner was fighting for when he launched the magazine originally, and, and I only know that because I watched the documentary. I don't, it's not like I know the man personally, but I will tell you that documentary on, on uh, Amazon Prime, I believe it is, was really inspiring for me. It, uh, it's really compelling to know that like to disrupt and to continue to disrupt no matter how many times you're pushed down or labeled or you know, things are removed or there's, there's a scandal or things that are going on, you know, you have to have that vision and that greater like belief in what you're doing. And I will say, like to me, this idea of you know, like entering a Playboy mansion in the metaverse is just that's a cool concept. But the idea of creating a entire creator economy, where the creators, the the playmates, those that are 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 working in that industry, everything from merchandise to um, the way that that they build community, even launching uh, creator coins, which I could see that being very soon down uh, the line. I, I hope they reach out to Rally.io uh, on that. But like to me, that is the 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 last one here, number ten, is that social cause and the bigger you know picture idea of how can we lead our entire industry into this Web three arena, not only to disrupt our competitors, but to reimagine what is possible for those that have been part of that 70-year journey of the brand itself. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I'm a big believer in brands have a role here. But I be I believe part of the mistakes that a lot of these brands are making is A, they're not doing all this list of 10 that I just provided you guys, but also they're not like really getting into the community first. Not just hiring an agency that understands what's going on, but being in there so you can hire you know, employees even beyond the agencies you're hiring so that they're internal, right? Like I love that whenever I hear anyone on the Playboy NFT team talk, they say we, and they talk about the story of the brand and the mission. A lot of the times when I see brand launches that are just run by the agency, and it's not a shot at agencies, but if the brand's not included, their voice isn't included, there's often a disconnect from the we, and it starts talking about, hey, this is the product that we're doing. We love teaming up with them. They, they, they understand this industry, and they supported us. What we have to feel in the brand launch and the brand NFT space, the brand Web3 space, is that it is very we-centric, right? The story is connected, the vision is connected, the mission is connected. You're also investing in a team that is there, you know, not only in the short term, but in the long term. And you're also connecting the dots beyond just the NFT project, right? And I love that, you know, I saw on the website and we got a merchandise discount um, for those of us that hold a Rabbitar, you got a discount on their merchandise store right out of the gate. And so a lot of these things require bigger picture looking. It requires a, a truly, you know, investment in the, the, the industry and where we're going. But I also just think it's a beautiful thing to, to, to like see and be a part of and I just want to give you know, a shout out to that entire team. Um, I, I think there's way too many examples that are out there that have failed. Um, there are also a lot of brands that have done like kind of one-off and disappeared, right? They launched their, their, uh, you know, their one NFT on a, on a separate side chain uh, and they sold out immediately and there's not really much utility. And uh, you know, I'm a part of some of those discords, right? And there's one or two posts a day total in there from people within the community and then like maybe once a week the brand posts. The beauty of this is if you start with understanding that the future of business is community and you start with building, hey, this is what success looks like and this is where our community is today and you go in and, and focus 100% 
on that community and doing things the way that the community is going to be empowered by, and then you kind of start walking through some of these steps that I provided, I believe brands will be massively successful in this space. So as always, this, is, uh, this podcast is powered or super powered by the ADHD coin that is the creator coin over on rally.io that I launched back in March. Uh, we are now up over 900 supporters. So thank you those that are jumping over to ADHDcoin.com. Uh, make sure you do get your ADHDcoin.com. Um, there, there's going to be some giveaways, um, not only in our Discord, but also on Twitter uh, for those that are holding coins. Uh, we're also going to be doing changing up kind of our, uh, our raffles and some of the things we're doing. Uh, where you only just need to hold one coin. And, and if you hold one coin, you're going to be eligible for a lot of things that are out there. Uh, and of course, if you hold coins all the way up to maybe $193 worth of coins, uh, you might have some other things that are um, in the works as well. So uh, until tomorrow, my friends, uh, make it a great day. Show is not Cheers. financial advice.